Hello, gorgeous creeps. It is I, Piano Teeth, that voice inside your head. I'm a skinless storyteller with a serious bleach problem. The only problem being, I can't get enough of it. Am I right? <laughs> I am joined as ever by Jasper the Toad. Say hello, Jasper. Jasper, Jasper. Oh, for f- He's being shy. Weren't shy last night, were you? In the dog and bassoon? Dancing for all the sailors, making friends. Oh, yes. Don't think I don't know, Jasper. People talk. People talk. Well, it's been a while, hasn't it, my sexy scumbag? Did you miss me dribbling my dulcet tones into your ear? Undoubtedly so. I went off to try and find myself. Ended up doing ayahuasca with Jasper and a shaman in Hastings. Met God. Didn't like him very much. Told him exactly what I thought of him. Anyway, long story short, ended up pulling apart the fabric of the universe, stepping inside, having a rummage, and then putting it back together again. Came to in the car park of the big Tesco's in Basingstoke. Have you ever been to Basingstoke? Ugh. Don't. The only thing going for it is the train out of there. However, if you do find yourself there, then in the car park of the big Tesco's, tucked away at the back, there is a red biffer bin, inside of which you will find a suitcase full of French francs, a shotgun, some live ammunition, a stuffed penguin, and a map of Hartlepool, along with the body of a shaman. He didn't make it but tucked inside his left pocket are some instructions for what to do next. Then it will all make sense, okay? But before you embark on this surely splendid adventure, shall we have a little story? I can see you're gagging for it and the bleach is starting to kick in hard. Actually, before we do anything, we've just got to prostrate ourselves at the free market altar. Or how else are we going to enjoy things? Are you an elite man with a thirst for the finer things in life? Then you need sparkling water. Sparkling water is water that comes with enhanced bubble technology, making it a beverage for a more refined palate. Hey, are you drinking sparkling water? Yes. Yes, I am. Can you please bang my daughter? Yes. Yes, I can. If you drink sparkling water, then this is guaranteed to happen. Sparkling water. Water with bubbles in it. For better people. Ugh, water. Give me some bleach any day. All right then, buckle up and get your lug holes ready. This story is called The Motorway Pirates. I'm a pirate now, Terry declared. A land pirate. The menace of the motorways, the jewelies, some back roads too, probably. You ain't taking the Toyota, his wife snapped back. 
not looking up from the one show. I need it. I wasn't going to take the Toyota, Terry said, annoyed, because he had every intention of taking the Toyota. She looked him up and down. He had the gear, at least. Long red coat, open neck shirt, boots, and a tricorn hat. Where'd you get the sword from? She asked. It's called a cutlass, actually, and up at the car boot near Baggersley, there's a lady with a stool. Anyway, I'm off to meet McCrew. See you later. His wife, whose name is Emma, by the way, not that any of you asked, rude, sighed deeply as he swaggered out the door. This was it now. She was determined. Finally, she was going to have that affair. It had been years coming. There was the time in Corfu when she'd snogged that barman and tossed him off. A bit. A bit. But that was nothing to write home about. Not really. Now, she was going to do it. Really do it. A proper one. And she settled back into the sofa, racking her brains for a suitable partner. And whilst Emma lined up potential suitors, Terry sat in the spotted pig, waiting for potential crewmates. Judy, the landlady, had given him the back room, even laid on crisps, which was nice of her. And Terry sat, nursing a pint of best. His best mate, Bazza, was the first to arrive, followed by Flora and Dora who ran the chippy. Then not quite so blind Pete from Terry's cycling club turned up. And then Chrissy, the yoga teacher, who walked everyone's dogs, had seen the Facebook ad and thought it sounded fun. Finally. Jared turned up with a plate of brownies. He was Baz's other mate, and Terry did not like him. Everyone else did, but Terry could see right through the loathsome prick. But, however much he wanted to turn him away, the man had bought a plate of brownies. Plus, he said he had a cannon, with balls, and that they could all use it. Terry had no choice but to let him in. The brownies were delicious and, he reckoned, a cannon would certainly come in handy. With his crew assembled, Terry slammed his cutlass down on the table, roaring for silence and making everyone jump. No one had been talking, but he'd wanted to get his cutlass out all night. He looked round at the expectant faces, waiting for him to speak. Unsure of where he should go from here, he roared for silence again, before sheathing the blade. First things first, we need a ship, he said. What about the Toyota? asked Baza. No bueno, compadre, Terry replied, making eyes at Baza to let him know that Emma had said no. Turned out that Jared was a scout leader and offered the minibus which made Terry furious, but he smiled his thanks. They all finished their drinks and set off for their first raid. Terry had to admit the minibus was perfect. It could fit them all in with a cannon and Jared was a good driver. As they raced through the dark country back roads, the crew whooped and sang along to Abba's greatest hits. Hey, maybe we should tune into a pirate radio station, huh? Jared joked. Terry's face darkened as the rest of the crew laughed. He'd thought of that joke ages ago, but reckoned it was too obvious to say out loud.
Their first victim was an Eddie Stobart lorry, packed with Branston pickle. Jared skillfully drove alongside, and they fired a shot starboard. That's the right side for the layman, which is you. Through the back of the truck, forcing the driver to pull over and hand over as many jars as they could fit in the minibus. It was a good haul, and they went to the nearest services to celebrate with a Burger King. Terry knew something was up when he came back from the loo. Adamant that it wasn't a mutiny, the others suggested maybe he'd be better off with a different crew. Terry said that it certainly sounded like a mutiny to him. The others insisted that it definitely wasn't a mutiny. They thought he was a great captain, but they just felt that he would be more comfortable with another crew, which might look like a mutiny, but was more of a restructuring. They really weren't comfortable with the word mutiny. Terry pleaded with Baza, who refused to meet his eye. Who's going to be the captain? Terry asked, and Jared raised his hand. This was too much for Terry, and fighting back tears, he stormed off to sit at another table with his whopper. When they eventually left, he went to the payphone and rang the police, let them know about a minibus driving around, looting lorries, armed and extremely dangerous, led by a man called Jared. No, he didn't wish to give his own name. Thank you very much. How'd it go? Emma asked when Terry got back. He didn't really want to talk about it and sloped off upstairs, taking off the pirate gear as he went. With a shrug, Emma turned back to the news. The police were in a standoff with some criminals at a petrol station. Apparently, they had a cannon and weren't afraid to use it. She kept checking her phone, expectantly. Jared hadn't texted her back for a while. Blah! And there we have it, my gorgeous creeps. A short, sharp slap of the sublime to set you on your way and out into the world to be the absolute worst version of yourselves you can possibly be. And why not share this madness with other people? The few friends you have left, for example, or even the stranger sat opposite you now on the train. Look at them. Have a good look. Let them see you looking at them. They'll be thinking, why is that person staring at me? Do they want to fight? A sexual advance, perhaps? Now, listen to me and listen closely. Do everything I say. Do not break eye contact with the stranger. Stand up. Don't worry, 
I am not dangerous or mad. I simply have a voice inside my head that tells me to do things. His name is Piano Teeth and he has no skin and likes drinking bleach. He sounds fit and I would probably have sex with him if I met him in real life. But that's by the by. Basically, I want to share him with you. It has changed my life listening to these audio delights. And I would love it if you joined me. What do you say, mate? Then offer them a headphone and take them back to the very first eargasm and enjoy together. If you have failed in this simple task and have been rejected by the stranger, despite my very clear instructions, you are clearly a deeply unlikable person who people simply do not want to interact with in any capacity, based solely on the way you look. And I don't know how I feel about you listening to this because the people that listen to me reflect upon me. And if I've got a load of loathsome individuals that no one wants to talk to putting me in their ears, then people are going to think that I'm a weird, nasty, lonely man, which I'm not. I'm a delight. Anyway, time for me to go and sit in the bath and drink bleach and bitch about Jasper to Jasper. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the underscore piano underscore teeth where you can peruse my little nasties. So long, my sexy scumbags. Until next time, well be well.